When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, everybody. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We are joined by Dr. Carol Swain. She's a senior fellow at the Institute for Faith and Culture, also the author of the book, The Adversity of Diversity, which was released this past summer. Dr. Swain, honored to have you on the program. It's mute you. I'm quite excited. Thank you for all the good work you did. Thank you so much. Um, let, let's start with, uh, well... Why, uh, your, your name has certainly been in the news cycle for the last week or so. Uh, the president of Harvard, uh, still the president as we speak here. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Dr. Gay, uh, there are allegations from a friend of the show, Chris Rufo here and, and others that she plagiarized some of your work. I wanted to ask you first about that. I mean, what do you think of those allegations? And what do you think of overall the fact that Dr. Gay seems to be held to a different standard than other university presidents like University of Pennsylvania's who have already resigned? Well, she is a documented serial plagiarist that that cannot be denied. And Harvard University can't decide unilaterally that they're going to change the definition of plagiarism just to protect its first ever black president. So that is certainly the case, and she lifted two passages from my prize-winning book, Black Faces, Black Interests, The Representation of African Americans in Congress, but her harm to me, I contend, go far beyond that because she did her early research in the area where I was the noted scholar who produced the path-breaking work. She built on my work and she did not give me proper acknowledgement or attribution. As a scholar, if you are working in an area where there is a leading professor, 
you acknowledge that work either to affirm it, to uh, refute it, or to expand it, she would have a citation in her bibliography, but anyone reading Claudine Gay's work would not know that about the work that I was the lead scholar on that was considered path-breaking. So that's one issue. The other issue is to give early tenure at Princeton the requirements back in the 1990s was that you had to have a path-breaking book, not a series of mediocre articles. And my book won three national prizes, was cited by many uh, law courts as well as the Supreme Court. I had three Supreme Court citations. That was the path-breaking work that she should have acknowledged in her career. She did not really. Dr. Swain, I appreciate you coming on. This is Clay, uh, and I, I first want to say glad that you have been at Vanderbilt University in the law school and the undergrad. I went to the law school. I think you've done fantastic work there. Um, you're, you're, my understanding is you're a mom, a grandma, and a great-grandma. So I want to look at it from this perspective. When you see what Harvard is saying to defend their president right now, Claudine Gay, not only as a scholar, obviously, because you have achieved a tremendous amount uh, in your career, but as a mom, grandma, and great-grandma, what do you think when the NAACP says it's racist to question uh, Dr. Gay in any way about her scholarship? Well, I've been black all of my life, and all of my life, whenever a black person was challenged on the left, the uh, reaction from the elites it, it's always racist. And so you can't challenge one of their um, fellow elite blacks without hearing the the charge that it has to be racist. It always has to be racist. If you're white, you have to be a white supremacist. I would say that the people uh, from the NAACP don't really understand the issue. And one of the nuances of the issue as it pertains to me is that in her published work, that we now know that parts of it was plagiarized, uh, she, in my opinion, cheated me out of citations because in academia, your statue depends on how many citations you get. And if there's someone working in an area where you did path-breaking work and they're not adequately citing your work or acknowledging it, it hurts you over time. And so I'm a person, I took early retirement from Vanderbilt in 2017, but largely because of the woke environment. And and when I look at her, who is, quote, a distinguished professor, she won a prize for her senior thesis. She won a prize for her dissertation. And now we know she is a serial plagiarist. I believe that people like her, who have had the most elite education, she went to Phillips Exeter Academy uh, uh, for her high school, then she went to Harvard University and was tenured at Stanford University. She's education that America has to offer, and yet she has not produced any path-breaking work. Uh, I would say her work is mediocre at best. It should not have warranted tenure at Stanford. Dr. Swain, um, you no doubt uh, have, I'm sure, thought about what the future holds here in the environment where the Supreme Court has weighed in uh, most recently on affirmative action in college admissions and deemed it, deemed it unconstitutional. 
Uh, I wanted to know if, if you think that given all of your time in academia, that we are at a turning point for both college admissions and also for the hiring of professors when it comes to relying on diversity as a primary, really a game-changing indicator of who they're going to take? Or is this just going to be a long series of lawsuits over many, many years to get these schools to start changing how they admit students and how they hire and tenure professors? Well, we're certainly, I believe, at a turning point, and that's the one reason why this book, The Adversity of Diversity, is important because it points out that CRT and DEI programs violate the Constitution and our civil rights laws in the same way as race-based affirmative action. And I also contend that we can have diversity without discrimination. All we have to do is go back to the original intent of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, enforce the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. That does not prohibit outreach to persons, but that outreach needs to be done to qualified individuals of all races. And so it should be uh, the death deal for DEI programs. The left, they have already declared that they're going to resist in the same way as people resisted on the left and on the right. The uh, 1954 Brown versus Board of Education school desegregation ruling it meant for me as a child, I did not attend integrated schools until the late 1960s because of the massive resistance. Progressives have, have declared that they're going to continue doing what they've always done. And I have been encouraging white Americans, Asians, Amer- Asian Americans, men, Christians, various groups who are protected by the civil rights laws to exercise um, and defend our rights by filing lawsuits. And I know that lawsuits are being won by white Americans and by men who have been discriminated against because they are male, because, uh, you know, they have a female boss or female bosses that have accused them of being, you know, toxic because they're male or they have, and they openly tell men, they tell white people, we have to uh, promote, you know, someone else. You cannot take advantage of this scholarship or this promotion opportunity because of your race. That is blatantly against the law. More Americans need to know their rights. And one of the things I've tried to do with my research is to make them aware. And so even before the adversity of diversity, I published a book, um, a Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House, DEI and critical race theory, both of those uh, theories are deeply rooted in neo-Marxism. And the end goal of neo-Marxism is to bring down America, to usher in global globalism, to get rid of first world countries. Dr. Swain, do you think if, if uh, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, were fired, that it would be an improvement? Do you think it would send an important message? Or is all of this toxicity with which I think it's fair to say she is a standard bearer for, is it so deeply embedded in these universities now that it doesn't really change anything because the next person up will basically be a clone of uh, of, of Dr. Gay in many ways as well in that they'll b- believe the same things? What should happen in your mind here? 
ability. And if Harvard University wants to be considered a world-class university again, they have to do something about Dr. Gay. Because Dr. Gay is an embarrassment to education in America, not just in higher education, but also K through 12. And my hope is, is that we are at a turning point and that universities, they're losing students because students are not seeing a college education as a good investment. And I have met parents and grandparents who are giving their children an option of taking that college money that was saved up and starting businesses rather than going to a four-year college. So they're losing students. They're losing respect. They're at a point where they could actually do the right thing. And all they have to do is to bring back the original intent of higher education, to expose students to a marketplace of ideas, to uh, create an environment where you're exposed to new ideas, where you have to wrestle with new ideas. That's how critical thinking takes place. It cannot take place in indoctrination centers. And I would also contend that it hurts racial and ethnic minorities the most, and especially those of us of all races who have worked our butts off to get where we are when they lower the standards and they lower them for someone who's had an opportunity to have the best education that America has to offer and they're lowering the standard for that person? I don't think so. And I said in another interview, I cannot let this go. I can't let it go because the future of American education is at stake and what is happening is harming everyone. And I intend to stay on uh, Dr. Gay's not Dr. Gay, because I don't know about whether she earned her doctorate, but President Gay's case, just like white on rice, <laughs> until Dr. she resigns. Dr. Swain, you're fantastic. I appreciate you coming on with us and sharing your story, um, and uh, good luck with all those uh, grandkids and great-grandkids. As Christmas gets closer, I'm sure you're super busy, as many of us are, with all of that, and we appreciate you giving us that time. Thank you. That is Dr. Carol Swain. I encourage you guys to check her out. She's active on social media, and she is a truth teller in a world where often truth is not told very often, as all too often so many of you have experienced. I want to tell you something. Uh, I just mentioned the holiday season. Uh, Tunnel the to Towers is right now trying to deliver on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes who risk their lives to keep our communities and our country safe. Heroes like United States Marine Corps Captain and Pilot John Jeremy Sachs. He sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training, killing him and five other service members. He's remembered by loved ones as courageous, brilliant, and devoted to his career, family, and friends. Sachs is survived by his wife, Amber, who gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Tunnel the to Towers paid the mortgage on the family home for Amber and their two daughters. The foundation has helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Our nation's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Join us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton making sense in an insane world. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can also search out... 
couple of our podcast network names that I think you guys would enjoy. Tudor Dixon, uh, who you have heard many times on this program, uh, as well as Carol Markowitz, who also does really great work. You can find their shows within our show, Podcast Network, and you will enjoy those as well as hopefully this one. Our thanks to Dr. Carol Swain, who was just hanging out with us there and directly saying that she believes that Claudine Gay at Harvard should lose her job for the uh, plagiarism that occurred, according to uh, to reports, and the plagiarism of Dr. Carol Swain's uh, work. This ties into me, Buck, with sort of this crazy uh, racial dynamic that has taken over where if you're woke, and Dr. Swain just said, you can basically get away with anything, and it's tearing down the fabric of our country. We mentioned this yesterday. Boston's mayor, Michelle Wu, uh, she had a, uh, a party for people of color only. She said... Hey, this was just an honest mistake, guys. Listen to Cut Nine. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone, so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field. And um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can again um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together. Quite a hostage video there, you know. Did it really, I, it really play? Email. She, she, she's gonna go with the like. It was just an email mistake. It was not an email mistake. We all understand. You know why doesn't this happen? It's weird. Do you, you think this happens with like the you know the the the, the governor of uh, of of Texas or would this happen and the governor of Tennessee having a only uh, people of color Christmas party? No. But the mayor of Boston, hmm, it would be like if the mayor of San Francisco did this or something. You'd say to yourself, ah, the left-wing wokeness. We're finally seeing exactly what they really think during this holiday season. And also, would anybody believe if somebody had a whites-only Christmas party and the mayor came out and they were like, hey, you know, this was just an email error. You know, when we said only white people can come, that was a, to- was a total whiff. We actually meant everybody could come. When we said only white people can't come, it's kind of pretty intentional. And it's just so tone deaf and stupid that only somebody who is woke could make this mistake, right? I, I don't think that anybody else would even try this. And I, somebody said it is good. The Boston Globe's not even covering this, hardly, Buck. Well, you think about how they would cover it if, if it were some oh sort of God, exclusionary of event. But, but this goes to... DEI and, and wokeness, political correctness, I actually like that term, too, because we built over many years a re- revulsion to it. And that's wokeness is just weaponized political cor- correctness, meaning it's just the yeah. next level of instead of just you have to say the nice things or else we're going to get mad at you. It's say the crazy things or we'll fire you. Right. It's just an escalation. But it, it all is self-contradictory. And you see this we mentioned yesterday on college campuses, the notion of having separate housing for racial minorities on campus. I mean, Clay. That is so racist. Unless Democrats and left-wingers do it, and then it's somehow creating safe spaces for those minorities to thrive. We say, wait, hold on a second. Which which one is it? They, no, I they, mean, it's a totally broken. Yeah, there's no actual principle. It is just the, uh, the capricious wielding of power, uh, and that's really what's at the heart of all this. 
You know, advances in artificial intelligence have dominated the tech industry this year. We see it, we feel the effect of AI every day with enhancements to the items and services we use. Smart devices improved, advances in diagnostic tools in the healthcare industry, better, faster customer service prompts and solutions. It's safe to say AI is here to stay, and it's only going to become more important in the future. Colin Tedarts, he is a tech expert who believes this is the beginning of a new era where AI can help make you rich. When the market hit rock bottom in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company, saying the upside in in the company is there, and that company is up more than 200%. Look, you might want to check out what Colin has to say about his next recommendation. Could do even better. Go to newaiproject.com to learn more. That's newaiproject.com. Newaiproject.com. Paid for by Brownstone Research. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back, everybody. You know, Clay and I, we we uh, we talk and strategize and uh, and go back and forth uh, in in the breaks, and and we just wanted to uh, say if anyone's joining us uh, live right now, and you missed uh, last hour, uh, Governor Christie came on the show, and you know, I I I think it was an interesting exchange. You know, we always want to be able to be a place where People who are Republicans can come on and make their case, and we let them speak. It's tough, you know, on radio, because we got a lot of, you know, uh, Governor Christie likes to talk, I like to talk, Clay's certainly not shy about talking, so, you know, we, we try to give them their say, but we don't, uh, we don't also want to let them filibuster, and I would just, uh, go back to, for me, um, you know, and I want people to go back and listen to it if you missed it, but, the the part where I think anybody who was open-minded, which is less than half of the GOP electorate, I would say, but open-minded to the possibility of a because if you're a Trump or and it's even less if you're a Trump or Vivek person, I think you have no interest in Governor Christie. If you're a and this is just my opinion, but you know I'm right. If you are a DeSantis person, I think you have pretty much no interest in Governor Christie as well. I think it's only the only crossover is. Whatever his numbers are, it's like 11% in New Hampshire or something right now, right? Uh, and Nikki Haley, right? Yeah. That's it for him. It's Nikki Haley and Governor Christie. So he said he's not endorsing her and there's not some, you know, secret plan or anything. Okay, fine. But that's the wing of the GOP that they have to work with. And when he said the thing about parents' rights uh, when it comes to transgender surgery for minors... I mean, Clay, I, I just, I wish we had more time and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do the thing what you do where you, you know, you, you attack somebody's argument. We're not attacking him. We're attacking his argument. But I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, I, I, I by the way, I, I do think it's interesting because I, I brought up the issue of disciplining children. There are lines actually. And, and it, and it is child abuse to, you know, to, to strike your child and create damage and physical pain, right? I mean, Giving someone a tap on the butt or something as a, uh, you know, as a spank is a little bit different. We, we, we draw these lines, you know, if you tap somebody on the shoulder, that's not punching them in the face, but you don't get to say, I beat, you know, I, I burn my child with a hot iron because that's how I think discipline should be. Yeah. I thought there were two things that stood out to me, uh, from the Chris Christie interview. One is the trans issue, which I just think he's wrong on. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, you can sum it up really well by just in almost every state in America, if you take a child and you get them a tattoo, you get a permanent etching on their body, and they are 13 or 14 years old, first of all, that's not permissible. In most states, that would be something that a, 
parent could be charged with a crime for. So if in our reasoned, knowledgeable basis of understanding parenting and parenting rights, we have said, hey, a 13 or a 14-year-old shouldn't be allowed to get a permanent tattoo, and a parent who takes someone to a tattoo parlor to get that done can be held criminally responsible for doing so, how in the world can we simultaneously say the same parent could take their kid to a doctor and get, and I'm sorry if it's some graphic to some people, but the breasts of a 13 or 14 year old girl chopped off well, forever. I mean, some of these kids I, I know, you, are getting you love sterilized. the tattoo comparison, and I mean, yeah. but the people that are arguing for transgender surgery for minors are arguing that it's a medically necessary procedure. No one argues that a tattoo is a medically necessary procedure. It's a physical adornment. Yeah, but the, but the way that I look at it is we don't allow bodies to be permanently altered. By by minors. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if if a kid had an infection in his foot and you had to amputate his foot, you know, yeah, we do allow. Yeah, you know, that's if it's right. Medically but necessary. So no one says that getting that a flaming dragon on your shoulder is you know going to save your life. Is, but it's yes, no one I don't believe can argue that this is medically necessary, and so I think that's a tough position. Well, but but the, the left does even advocate clear, for. The left does argue. That the transgender surgery for minors is very, it's medically necessary. It is essential to their basic humanity. It's a civil rights struggle. So that's the only place where I think, I mean, to your point, it's like we have rules about things that are much lesser in importance that are, that are enforced for minors. Parent rights are restricted when it comes to changing the kids' bodies all the time. And the truth is, you know, and look, obviously there's different levels here, but you know, yeah, like technically if a parent is out with their, with their, uh, you know, 19 year old and orders wine for the table. Like, is that legal? No, technically that's not legal. We don't lock people up for that. And, you know, I think there's some understandable leeway and prosecutorial discretion. And, you know, it would be crazy to bother a parent about that, but it is technically illegal, right? I mean, you can't, yes. you can't serve your 19 year old kid alcohol at home or in public. Even so if regulate, you, yes, which, which I mean, Even I if actually you think it makes sense. I think the drinking age should be 18. I have a whole other, yes. you know, I think the drinking age being 20. Why not make it 30? I mean, the whole thing is absurd. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, you really run into problems when you're going to allow a, I mean, the, the real issue here, Clay, is it is actually a mental illness and it is never medically necessary to change your biology to suit some psychological need. That's actually the center of the fight, right? The medical necessity is everything. Because if it is a medical necessity, then it's in a different category than drinking or tattoos or whatever. Yeah, and and the other one that stood out to me, Buck, uh, associated was he said he would prosecute Donald Trump if he were a United States attorney, which I don't know that he said that regularly. Um, I know. That to me is crazy. It's crazy. Well, I I mean, I was going to ask this question, and we again, we ran out of time. And I encourage anyone who didn't hear it, go back, download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the podcast on demand. We'll have it up probably by the time you're even listening to us live here. Um, but I was going to ask him, well, would you, would you, if you, you know, he's obviously not the prosecutor, right? I was going to ask him, would you pardon Donald Trump if you became president, which one is not going to happen, right? He's not going to become president, but whatever. But I can't even ask him that question because clearly if he would prosecute Donald Trump, he's not going to pardon Donald Trump, right? So, wow. Yeah, and and I, I think the key there is, and th- this is where I think he's 100% Doing the bidding of the is. enemy, Clay. It's very, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's very frustrating. You know, he used to be a Republican. But to make that decision, regardless of what you think about Trump, to set the precedent of 
trying to put the chief political rival of the sitting president of the United States in prison for the rest of his life, for anybody who studies the law, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or an independent, I just think it's an incredibly irrational decision that is going to lead to more instability in our country. And don't think that Trump is going to be the last that that is used as an example here. They're trying to to set the precedent that they can do this. I also like to remind people, because I feel like this doesn't get talked about much, Donald Trump, by his own public admission in 2016, decided to leave the Hillary email situation alone, and she broke the law. And I know plenty of federal prosecutors. I personally know federal prosecutors who have told me I would have, I would have charged that case. They wouldn't have locked her up for 20 years or whatever, but they would have made her take a plea deal, admit guilt, uh, you know, uh, be unable to hold the clearance again. You know, I don't know, maybe 30 days or something. And they send people to jail for a lot for, uh, for similar things with classified information. Point being though, there should have been some admission of wrongdoing and guilt made because she definitely was under the recklessness component in that statute, if there is such a thing as recklessness. And Donald Trump made the decision for all of the, oh, Trump is Hitler, and, you know, yeah, and he is kind of a brass knuckles guy. He said it's best for the country to leave this alone. He could have he could have uh, sent his attorney general after Hillary. I know that we, we're told that never happens. It happens, folks. Look at this administration. He could have done that. Nobody would have known. But he didn't do it because it wasn't in the interest of the country to prosecute his chief political rival. Joe Biden is doing that. Yeah, and I, and look, there are people who were upset with Trump because he was actually too generous, some people thought, to Hillary after yes. all the lock her up chance. But I think he was right on the precedent of, hey, let's let elections decide who the president is, and you can't try and put your chief political adversary in prison. I think it is absolutely unacceptable. And I, I guess also just for me, I mean, this really is what comes across when I see, when I would see Christie on stage, you know, he's making this case about Donald Trump and how he's not fit and everything else. And I sit here and I go, you know what really determines fitness? The electorate. And the yeah, guy's up. That's the entire know, purpose of, is, of a, of a democratic system. Yeah. So this, this argument, oh, he's not fit. I sit here and I say, I mean, he was a really good president and the country was in much better shape. There's no question about that. And, you know, and whenever I start to say this too, I, I'm honestly really sick of, I, I get some of the DeSantis, uh, you know, supporters in the audience who go, oh, you're on for Trump. We sit here and also DeSantis, we're just living in reality, folks. DeSantis is a phenomenal governor, phenomenal governor of the state of Florida, a true conservative, a brilliant guy. I think DeSantis is great. I think Trump is great. I think Vivek is really interesting and amusing and very smart. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I like these people. I, I'm not going to trash one for the benefit of the other. Obviously, we don't, we don't endorse here. But um, when I see Governor Christie, I just feel like he's turned into Captain Ahab and, you know, Trump is the white whale for him. And it's just it's not about the country anymore. For a lot of these people, they it's like a Trump derangement syndrome thing. And I, I would have said this to him. We'll have him back at some point, although a lot of you are going to yell at us for having him on at all. But uh, we'll have him back because I think it's important to fight it out on some of these issues. You know, that's, yeah, I, that's for me. Look, if you just want people to, and and I would put the the Christie conversation we had in the same category we did with Mike Pence. If we have disagreements with candidates, do you want us to just pretend that everything is hunky-dory? I I think you actually, conflict is good. That's how you reach a resolution. I think Christie's really wrong on prosecuting Trump, and I think he's really wrong on the trans kid issue. 
And I can't get past both of those because, to me, they are integral questions that everyone who is voting in the presidential primary, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, should want the answer on. And I, I will uh, I will give credit, and this will get me some booze from the uh, from the from the bleachers. He's willing to come on and fight it out a little bit. You know, there are yeah, other Republicans. I, I give you know, credit. We, I give credit to anybody. I mean, you guys should see. You know, we we try to get Mitch McConnell when he sells out to come on, and it, you know, crickets. That's never going to happen, right? I mean, we we try to get some of these people to come on the show. So at least credit to uh, to people who are willing to come on and defend their. In, in this case, I mean, the trans kid thing is just. That's just a non-starter for the GOP. I, I don't know why. I don't know why he's so wrong on that. I, I, I know he hates Trump. I get that. But why is he so wrong on the trans kid thing? I, I don't see why he doesn't understand that issue more clearly. And That's as a parent opinion. of four kids, I don't know if it's sometimes you're influenced by the community you're in more so than you are what your own logic would lead you. Again, I, if you're over 18 and you decide that you want to change your gender, I don't think that's probably going to make you a lot happier personally. But I think you should be able to make, as an adult, decisions for your life. The idea that we let any kid do it, to me, is just absolutely indefensible. And I think it's disqualifying if you're a Republican candidate who won't say that. Uh, New Year, great time to reset. Get some goals for the next one. And what are your goals? How about getting more out of your day? Get yourself hooked up with a subscription of chalk, whether it's the male or female vitality uh, stack set of supplements or their newest product, Chad Mode, which Buck you have tried out, and the first time you took Chad mode, you looked like you were ready to run through a wall when you sat down to do the show. I was like Hulk Hogan back in the day, ripping my shirt off all at once. Not quite as jacked as Hulk Hogan, but I'm working <laughs> on it thanks to Chad mode. No doubt. Uh, you can try that out. You can also get hooked up with all-natural testosterone uh, right from uh, Chalk. You'll get hooked up. You'll love it. Get yourself set up with Chalk this week. Go online. Chalk.com, that's spelled with a Q, C-H-O-Q.com. You can use my name, Clay, to save 35% off any Chalk subscription. You choose for life. You can cancel at any time. That's C-H-O-Q.com and my name, Clay, as the promo code, 35% off, C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, get hooked up today. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of 
shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me and Preborn in rescuing babies' lives? One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back in. Closing up shop here. Friday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through and encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. In theory, Buck, I am soon to depart for Australia with my three kids and my wife, but... The Travis household has been torn asunder this morning. Our flight to Australia was canceled this morning. So I have no earthly idea what the travel situation is actually going to look like. And this is not an easy flight to take in the first place. Uh, so I think and am hopeful that we are still going to be able to get to Australia. And if we do, then I will be there for Christmas and New Year's and be back with you guys after the first of the year. But it's also possible we don't go anywhere. So I, this is like uh, you know, a little bit you frustrating. Can't, you can't yes. abandon. We got a few things here. First of all, I'm sure we got a few pilots in the audience here who could probably swoop over. I know, it's and a 16 hour flight. I'm not asking for a, you know, a, a, a quick uh, stop over here. There's a lot That's of uh, the Pacific. You're not, you're not running late for the big game in Tuscaloosa or something. Like you're going to have to find a way to Australia. I mentioned this earlier in the show. So, um, evidently Delta canceled our flight because we had an American flight to get us to LA. And somehow some idiot at Delta canceled our flight to Sydney, Australia. And so now we're scrambling. Canceled The flight still exists. They just canceled our reservation. I don't know how this is even possible, but the house has been uh, a total mess as we're trying to get all this resolved uh, in time to be able to get there. So I don't, I've never even heard of this happening. They just said, hey, 
you don't have a, uh, we took all five of your tickets and sold them to someone else. And now you don't have a flight to Australia. Call so Sean. I, I might be borrow stuck in LA. Sean's plane. He'll hook As, you up. I don't know if Sean, if Hannity's plane is, is to be fair, even big enough to get to Australia. This is like a 15 or 16 hour flight. So Delta. Yeah, he'll stop at a few Pacific islands. It'll be fine. I don't know how Delta's this incompetent. I don't know how they have managed to screw this up, but I, we, evidently we don't have flights now. So, uh, so I could be in LA and just hanging out. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll go to, uh, to go check out the Hollywood sign and the Walk of Fame and Grumman Theater and all that area. LA, you know, there's plenty of places to sleep in LA. They'll let you sleep anywhere. Um, so, uh, so who knows? Yeah. You could theoretically turn this into a family camping trip at the Hollywood sign. We could camp. We could go to Santa Monica, which is lovely. We could sleep right on the beach in a tent. I could probably get my boy Gavin Newsom to swing by. We could have a nice uh, Chardonnay, maybe a nice Riesling, uh, and just uh, chill and watch the the waves crash. So I honestly I don't, don't know, know I don't how know we're going to get there. I don't or know if, if he would cuddle there. you by the sunset, Gavin Newsom, quite the same way after you trashed him when DeSantis gave him that beatdown. Hey, it wasn't just me trashing him. His own wife wouldn't let him continue to debate. If your wife throws in the towel on your debate, that is not a good sign for you for how things have been going. I'll just toss that out. So, uh, have you gotten any good, any, any particularly interesting or noteworthy Australia travel advice that you wish to share with the broader audience across America here? Yeah. So I've actually gotten tons of good advice because a lot of the Fox people are Aussie. Um, so oh, that's right. The that, Murdoch. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, a lot of the top executives at Fox are Australian. So my good friend, Ed Hartman, who is an Aussie, uh, has married an American girl. Uh, but I told him, I was like, okay, so if you were taking your family, you know Australia well, obviously you're born and raised there. You've lived there for much of your life. Where do we need to go and what do we need to see? And he, the one thing he said was Ayers Rock, which I think they've renamed to like Uluru or whatever the new name of it is to make sure that they don't offend people. It's a monster trip into the center part of the country. And he said, by and large, that's not worth making that massive trip. We'll see how it all goes, but we think Clay's going to have a great vacation. As it stands right now, Merry Christmas to everybody, by the way, I should say, and Happy New Year. Yep, as it stands right now, I'll be at the helm here next week, so things are going to get wild. I'll be here solo, but let's hope Clay makes his flight. All right, talk to you Monday. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.